welcome back. Sorry, we had to take a quick, we took a quick break there. So August came and that's when the mental health staff started to manifest because this year is a year of change. I went to my usual doctor for my ADHD. And I was telling all the stuff that happened. This is a, a psychiatrist. I just told him all the good stuff that's been happening to me. Uh, I was doing well at work, etc., etc., etc. Things are going pretty stable. And potentially I, I could see a trial. Potentially not having this, the tablets for my medication for a week or so. Now, that was bad, bad omen there saying that to the doctor because what happens next sent me spiraling. The doctor rings up to get the, to get the script made. And I'm not going to get into any details, but what ends up happening is I don't I don't leave the doctor's surgery with a with a new prescription for medication, and panic sets in, fear, anxiety, panic attacks, all kicked in. Now. In some ways, I was very, very lucky. So I did have a couple of tablets left, approximately about 10. Um, I also had this technique that I used to quit the smoking that I could, that I could temporarily harness while I was in trouble with this, with no treatment. But nothing works because it's physically, your system is missing dopamine. So the minute you go off these tablets, not only do you get withdrawal symptoms for the first few weeks, but you're also getting the reaction to not being on your med on your med on your meds. So you're getting hit on two sides and it impacts you. It just really does. You can hear in my voice I'm getting a bit upset talking about this but I feel this needs to be heard.
So anyway, I told my parents I'm quitting the, the medication. My doctors refused to give me tablets. Not much I can do. Just going to have to live with it for now until I can find a new doctor. Um, the doctor did say I could have, this was in August, the doctor said I could get tablets in December. I'm not waiting. I couldn't wait that long, to be honest. But... Yeah, that, they say it's not fair. That's not right. They can't do that. Um, so, you know, he thinks he can. So what can I do? I've got no control over the situation. I'm just going to have to live with what I've got. Try and book a doctor's appointment and see what they can do for me and um, how quickly we get someone else. I'm very lucky because I used to be vice president of adults of ADHD. So I have contacts and if you are experiencing issues yourself, I can share this information with you. It's um, the, the organization is called Adults of ADHD or even the ADHD Foundation. You can contact them and they can help you. But this first night, I just felt so alone. I just didn't know what to do. Um, it got to the stage where I had to call Lifeline and ask for help. I don't know why I called them. Um, I was just stressed, out of my mind, panicking that my life is going to get bad if I don't get back on my usual treatment for ADHD. So I had a good talk with them. They directed me to some peer support people, which was good. Um, I didn't end up using the peer support. I just ended up leveraging off my friends in the True Quick program in the end, and um, also the ADHD, the ADD, adults of the AD, sorry, the ADD Foundation as well. Um, but I had a number of panic attacks that around my family um, I had a breakdown at work something something happened because I, I didn't have the concentration it's my judgment was off that day and I got in big trouble and I had to admit my medical condition um, I'm not going to get into that any more than that. But ever since then, things have not been the same. So, what happens next is I find a new doctor by the ADHD Foundation. She gave me a appointment within two weeks, which was in September. Very, very lucky. Um, very nice doctor. Um, facility is very nice. She actually cares. She, and I was actually surprised at the service that I received when 
change that. Now, my apologies if I'm not actually looking at the camera all the time. It's just this is um, big stuff here I'm, I'm telling you about. But it was amazing when I saw that when I met this new doctor. We talked about in our initial appointment, we talked for a while. Um, she, she understood me, she listened. Um, she actually checked to see whether I was on the right dosage of medication because I have been had been neglected for so long by my previous doctor. Now, mind you, I did feel like I had a good working relationship with my original doctor. Um, I felt anyway, and I was a bit upset that I had to change. Um, but the outcome with this new doctor, the, this new doctor actually checked my checked my blood pressure and and other things. I'm like, wow, this is good service. This is good. This is um above and beyond because I've never had a doctor check all that stuff when I've uh, a, a specialist uh, one of the specialists for ADHD to check all that which is so I was it was it was good I'm like this person actually this doctor actually is wanting to make sure I'm doing well and all that um it's on my side um not saying that my previous doctor wasn't um, I am grateful for the support he has given me as well over some of the time. Um, probably he's been one of the longest doctors I've been seeing, but it's time to move on. It's time to, and because I'm also seeing this doctor more regularly, um, they have more time to check for other things now. I was seeing a psychologist a while, a few years ago, and she introduced me to the term Asperger's. And I've always wanted to investigate it. I've tried to investigate my previous doctor and he he wanted nothing of it. Um, he said, you better off to stop not delving into that. It's a label. But I thought, no, I'm going to find out for sure what I am. So I asked the doctor to if we could investigate it and see whether I am, in fact, Asperger's with ADHD. Now, I know this is a label and it's probably not a good label to have particularly and it's got a bit of um, stigma attached to it like ADHD does but 
I felt. It's something I need to know. I needed to know the truth. And to be perfectly honest, after a few appointments, a lot of questioning about my past and and a few questionnaires. It turns out I am ADHD with high functioning autism spectrum disorder, level one, which is very mild. I've learnt to live with my disorder. Um, I will give you some examples of who is Asperger's. Like an example is Elon Musk. He has high functioning Asperger's. There's a few people in the tech industry that have it. Um, I'm in the tech industry myself. And my hyperfocus allows me to do stuff like this, like what we're doing now. So, and this is basically straight after I've had COVID, pretty much over the Christmas break. So, yeah. Um, it's, it was a relief when I found out I had Asperger's. Now, what I do with that is up to me. I don't have to tell anyone. Um, my concern is putting on this public forum that everyone now now is going to know my label. But to me, it's not a label. It's an explanation of everything that has gone on in my life up till now. It explains why I feel different. And... why my life can't be like everyone else's. It explains why I am easily, I don't know, I won't say manipulated, but why I could easily be taken for a ride. And it also explains to me why I am not very well understood by many people. And why I hang around the people that I used to hang around. And still do to some extent, actually. 
So at the same time, when I lost that doctor, I started seeing someone for cognitive behavioral therapy. I've had about 10 sessions with this person. It's really good. Be able to change your behaviors. And you basically, basically it's your rules from the past that you put in place. And then trying to see how that identifies all of your behaviors. And then how that cycles round and round and round for anxiety as well. So essentially I've learned a lot about anxiety, depression. From this whole journey. Right from the start of the year, this is a change, year of change for me, 2022. But this is not the end of it either. There's still a little bit more I'm going to tell you about. So the, that's the C, that's the, the last therapy I called um, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's called CBT. And finally, in October, I spoke to my doctor, my new doctor, and she said, you need to find your authentic self. And I know I need to tackle my negative thoughts problem as well so I joined the new program a true quick called addiction to freedom now I don't have a physical well that I can identify as a, as a physical addiction um, as such but there's automatic reactions that we all have. And it's these automatic reactions that lead us to some of the things that we do. And I thought this Addiction to Freedom program, this new program that the True Quit had brought out, potentially could help me find my authentic self. So I decided to give it a go. I joined it, joined the program. Best thing I've ever done. I'm still halfway through it at the moment. But I have learned about awareness to a different degree. I thought the techniques learned in the True Quit program were, were great. This takes that to the next level.
I could not speak more highly of that program and and Michael Gregory, the founder and um, owner of TrueQuip, because it was this program plus all the other stuff that had led me to my light bulb moment for my business that I need to be more creative. I need to be out there. I need to be talking. I need to talk. I need to be out there. I need to be talking, especially to my invisible audience, which is you guys. I need to spread my message and help others and also be creative. Especially be creative, actually, and be out of my comfort zone. Because that's what the biggest fear I found that I had was I was fearful of leaving the comfortable and taking a leap of faith. I was fearful of being laughed at and being embarrassed. But now I'm not. So that's my that's the story for the year. That's the transformation. So I started the year as a nervous wreck, unfit, tired, burnt out, exhausted, just living week to week to now having a bit more health um, happiness and better awareness and on my way to finding my authentic self I haven't done it yet but I'm getting there and also one more thing that this actually led to as well the awareness actually led to me noticing how tired I was. I could notice it in my awareness that I was really tired every day and my partner was getting annoyed with me um, with my snoring and I had to sleep in another room on an uncomfortable bed which was pretty horrible. And my body was just saying, you need to do something. This is not sustainable for much longer. And if you want to be able to keep up your new healthy regime, you need to fix sleep. So... I went and got a sleep study and I got my new little friend to sleep. So this is this is Newman. <laughs> I named him after after Newman on Seinfeld. You know, hello Jerry. Hello Newman. 
Yeah. So Newman has been. Oh, sorry. I'll start again. All right. So Newman has been. Um, very much part of my life since and it's been about two months now so and I'm feeling so much better so I might talk a bit more about CPAP in another episode I'm not going to get too much into it now because I'm a bit wary of the time we're already in part two of this, so yeah. Um, but that's pretty much how the year went in twenty twenty three. So now I've got a bit more energy because I'm, I'm actually getting sleep as well, and. I adjusted to that CPAP machine so quickly. It was like instant relief when I put that mask on the first night. It was like I've never slept before. <laughs> I think I was, I think I've actually was born with some problems with my throat that actually obstruct air when I'm sleeping. Because so I've always had complaints about snoring. My entire life has been complaints about it. So. Best thing I ever did. Yeah. But we'll talk about sleep apnea in another episode. Um, I just want to talk about transformations and new beginnings. So what started as a new beginning of just going to the gym to a personal trainer, spending a little bit of money on a personal trainer, actually turned into... A major transformation journey over the course of the year that's not including any work milestones I had as well which I had prior to to my um, prior to August prior to yeah so there's other some other stuff as well but I'm not going to talk about that too much Okay, so we're going to finish up there. I'm going to actually just check one more thing. I want to do a random quote. Let's, this is going to drag it on a little bit more, but let's go random. All right, let's, after the break. Hey, welcome back. All right, so today's quote of the day is, together we can change the world. Just one random act of kindness at a time. That's by Ron Hall. All right. So 
that concludes this part two, this two-part series on new beginnings. I really hope that you have enjoyed it. Uh, any questions, please feel feel free to to um, put it in the comments. Um, we also ask you to like us and also subscribe to this podcast on whatever medium you are watching us on. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, also hit subscribe. Um, we also value your feedback. So any feedback uh, you can email to, to us. If you want to be a sponsor of a show or you want to be a guest, um, you can email me at admin at anodic.com.au. That's admin at anodic.com.au. Um, also, any feedback about this, these last few episodes, uh, please also do that. Okay, so I have, thank you for your time and really appreciate you listening to my story and what I've got to say. Um, I hope some of this is helpful. Um, inspiring or uh, it'll be good for your new year um, wish you a very happy new year 2023 it's going to be a good year my 40th year will be celebrated out of may um, wish you all the best and hope you have a great new beginning for, for this year all right that's it. See you later and adios.